This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't forget to check out the winter online auction at mytalk1071.com keyword auction. You can place your bids through the 17th. Get deals on everything from home improvement to lodging and hotel stays, beauty enhancements, and more this holiday season. mytalk1071.com keyword auction. And now the third and final hour of the Tuesday, December 15th. Lori and Julia show. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, you. Racco. Racco. And you know what? I love that Jeff Bridges knew that people were wondering how is he doing because he started his. Remember, he let us know about he a month ago. Cancer. Yeah, and uh, so on Twitter yesterday, he and we posted this. Here's the latest: feeling good, shaved my head, got a puppy, had a birthday, seventy-one man. And um, it's uh, the picture of him shaved his head, lounging in a chair with the adorable dog on his lap. So I guess he told us at the end of October he had uh, lymphoma. Yes. So which is which is a is the type of cancer that you can live with? Can't you for a long? Is that the really bad one? There's Hodgkin's you, lymphoma. I mean, there's so many Julia, different strands. You never want to get any kind of well, cancer. of course not. But yeah. I was just thinking, it's not like. You have to. Concert. You have to do. You know. Yeah. You've got thing. It's you're. It's not going to be easy road. There's going to be Ugh. things. But anyway, he's. Uh, and then he did a link. He did another one to No Kid Hungry. Um. And so anyway, so he's just. Uh, you know, feeling good. Very big Lebowski. Even with a had a birthday, seventy one. Man. He's the, the dude. dude. The dude. <laughs> so dude Right? Yeah. Um, you know, yesterday we didn't spend very much time talking about um, the great John Le Carre, the, the, the novelist, the Cold War espionage novels. And we, we one of our favorite shows that was on AMC a couple years yeah. ago was the mini series based on John Le Carre's The Night Manager yep. with Tom Hiddleston. That is, I don't know, was that just like, Three two-hour episodes or something like that? No, it was more than that. Yeah, I but felt it was like it was four or five, okay. and it was probably five years ago now. Um, so good. Yep. So, so good. And, you know, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy was one of his that was made into a movie. Uh, the Russia House was another one. And people have always said, you know, his adaptations are basically a rebuke to James Bond. Yes. You know, which was like... You know, even James Bond, Sean Connery, was in the Russia house. That came to the big screen. Um, And uh, the Taylor of Panama, that was Pierce Brosnan. That was a John le Carre 
the a movie that you always uh, bitch about, the person who won the supporting actress, Rachel Weiss. She was in a John Le Carre mm-hmm. movie, movie that won her an Oscar, The Constant Gardener. Yeah, I hated that thing. You hated that. And also the little drummer girl. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he, you know, I heard an interview with him, uh, his last interview in 2017, and he was talking about his life is so interesting because he in real life was a spy. spy. Mm-hmm. And when he grew up, his um, mother passed away when he was five. And he was an only child and lived with his dad. And his dad was kind of a con man, a man who lived on the edge of things. And so, A shortcut man. Yes, that's exactly it. And so his dad, though, had means and put him into boarding schools. But when he wasn't in boarding schools, he would you know, work with his dad and he didn't know what he was doing until he became an age to realize, you know, this really isn't right, dad. This isn't the right thing to do. And then later goes on to be a spy and was kind of asked if you did anything when you were a spy that you feel bad about. And he said, when I had to make some allegiances with Russia, even though that's what spies do, you're supposed to develop these relationships Mm -hmm. and stuff. He said it felt very uncomfortable for him Mm -hmm. and he'd do it again. Right. But lying to your coworkers. Right. So well, the whole thing is about that. So he lived that life. And then when he became famous writing his books, his dad and he had a massive falling out earlier, but his dad wanted money from him because he's made all this money. Now you're my only kid. You know, I want some money. And so he would always try to set his dad up. I'll give you a house. I'll give you this business, dad. But you got to come on the up and up kind of thing. And his dad never would like what never would go clean kind of. And so when his father passed away, he had three different homes, had figured out a con and reconned and reconned, was on his third wife or something. And he just said it was just kind of amazing. But he's super interesting. And he has said some highly political things against the United States. John Le Carre. Yes. Yeah, because he was 89 when yeah. he passed away. But he I'm is, sure he had he a lot of political out, opinions. About he had a lot of political opinions. Going back to maybe even Reagan. Well, he feuded with Sh- Salman Rushdie over the satanic verses mm-hmm. and said nobody has a God-given right to insult a great religion and be published with impunity. He fought over, he said the United States has gone mad, the buildup to the Iraq war. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about some other things, but he... Um, He's just, I, I. it was such a great interview, and he's such an interesting man. I want to know more about him, and I bet they do a, that would be a great biopic. On John Le Carre? Yeah. Because yeah. he, well, he started out as a spy, and he started out as a con for his dad. And I mean, 10 of his books have become movies or miniseries. Right. That's pretty, that's something. Yeah, I think. I knocked out six chapters of The uh, Spy Who Came In From The Cold last night. And I you did? I enjoying it, yeah. It's good, right? Yeah. Going along with reading the Americans because oh, I know. I'm watching super the spies now. The Americans is such an interesting thing because of the time period of the the seventies to the eighties as it relates to, to now, even to now about our relationship with Russia and how they have ne- they've always wanted to sow unrest. In America, in America, democracy. democracy. Yes, and, and it's an interesting time period because. Putin, or Putin as we call him, yeah, to Putin. soften the blow, he would have been early in the ranks of KGB Absolutely. in the early 80s, which is what you're seeing in the Americans, you know, so that kind of forms and shapes. You're like, oh, I don't know. I To me, it felt like it gave me like just this, you know, 
lazy understanding, not any kind of a deep understanding, but just sort of, right. okay, this is where this guy comes from. Because Mikhail Gorbachev, who makes, you know, the piece or whatever we want to call it yes, with yes, Ronald yes, Reagan, yes. he had come from a different thing. And the new KGB people, they hate Mikhail Gorbachev yeah. and they think he represents the old school way of things. So it's interesting. Well, to here's what Lakari said. He, um, he talked about Pudi as a, um, gosh, I just had it in front of me. Oh, he's power hungry. Oh, he said he, his latest, so. his final novel is Agent Running in the Field. He wrote that Pudi, Putin, was a fifth-rate spy who interpreted all life in terms of ruled by Russia with a gang of unprecedented um, Stalinists. Stalinist. Mm-hmm. And he cr- criticized Trump's foreign policy, and he goes on and on and on. Yeah. But anyway... It's kind of, he spoke out, you know, all the way to the end. Yeah. He spoke his truth. And and you see this in the Americans, if you watch that show, that the one of the ways that the Russian, they really go old school as far as their spying. Their number one way is compromise. Getting, compromise. Getting compromise right. and yep. getting people that owe money, have some kind of a sexual whatever yep. or DVD drug thing. Or they, they take pictures. And they stage yep. it. Yeah, but compromise, that's like their, that's their number one go-to thing to get the goods on somebody or make somebody a spy. I mean, it's really simple. Yeah. Well, you get dirt on people and you blackmail them and you, you can get people to do whatever you want. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It makes and me want to know more about him, though. Yeah, Lakare. Well, yeah. You can go down the... No, I'm ready for someone to... Uh, do the biopic on it. I'll watch it. All right, you'll watch it. Okay, so even though Forbes pooped all over Kylie Jenner and the coven, you know, when they did their, you know, she's not really a billionaire, they gave us, remember they had the receipts oh, that yeah. they dummied up? Yep. And that she did, but Kylie, you know, she, she's going to end 2020 making the most money while everybody else, the rest of the world is losing their jobs and wondering how to pay for rent and food. She was increasing her revenue stream for her mediocre quality lip kits to the tune of 590 million. It's not her fault people buy them. She earned more than the rest of the top five combined. Good for her. Yeah. What the hell if people pay it? Yeah. Kanye West was second at 170 million. Roger Federer third at 106 million. It's the close. Cristiano Ronaldo is made 105. Deal? He's the soccer yes, guy. Yes, and then yes, another yes. soccer guy made 104. Good for them. And then it's Tyler Perry, Howard Stern, LeBron James, Dwayne Johnson. But yeah, she's 590 million. This is why Chris Jenner keeps... bought herself a ghost. Oh, yeah. And this, listen, there's, they work their butts off, those Kardashians. They really do. And it works. They've worked it. Lori, they do. Yeah. Julia, I'm just saying it's amazing to me, though, that the lip kit, even in this year, in 2020, when we when can't no even wear lipstick. lipstick. Her crap sells, though. People love it. The I younger gen, we're not of the generation of her stuff. No. So we're not in on the in, but I know people that age who say it's that great and love it. Lisa Rinna has come out with a lip kit. Well, you have some and you've never shared it. I've had it in my lunch bag because I've been wondering why... Would you put out a lip kit at the end of 2020? When literally everyone I know... Because she forgot to do it when it was smart. Yeah. And she didn't want to miss the boat. She says she's the original lip Well, she is. She had the biggest lips first, but she forgot to monetize it. 
Yeah. She could have done stuff with years ago. Yeah, but I think a lot of people were appalled at her lips. We were, but then mm-hmm. everyone started getting those lips, and now it's normal yeah. to have the big lip. So here she calls herself a lip icon. Okay, and Lori is is unloading the lip lip liner. Now, would you look at that lip liner? It's a good um, point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the lip liner and oh. the lip gloss, and you can report. See what my lips look. You put on the other one. I will, but you re- report on this. But like we haven't, I haven't seen you wear lipstick. The other day I saw you put a little on, and then you wiped it off before you put because it, on it ends up on your mask. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so it's just strange timing, and I yeah. hope Lisa Rinna is selling a lot of her lip gloss. It's nice packaging. It looks kind of like the Kylie yeah kit, the box. It's got this name is birthday suit. So anyway. Oh, well, it's naked. Nude, nude, a la nude. Put that on right now so I can just see what the color looks like. Lori's putting it on. That's a pretty, you know what that re- color reminds me? It's the me? color of my skin. It's NARS Orgasm. Mm. Remember when NARS first came out with that? I think that's really pretty. Because it's got kind of a, like a bronzy, bronzy hue is in for your eyes, for your lips. It's a radio show, but I love your descriptions. <laughs> but it is. The bronzy hue mm-hmm. is in. Because it's it looks kind just of like Nars Orgasm. I, mm-hmm. I gotta say, but no, That's I'm dead color. serious. It's yeah. a color by Nars, which is a makeup line. And when it first came out, we bought it and bought it and bought it and bought it, and the color was Orgasm. Yeah, and have, why not for the dream, the wish, mm-hmm. and how it looked? You have much to learn, Rocco. Baracco. <laughs> I, I certainly do. <laughs> but you ever think about like uh, if you were marketing your fake nipples today? Would you would you be Want these influencers like the, uh, you know, the Kardashians. 100%. Or, yeah. Well, that's why I told Julia my number one influencing plan was to get it on Sex in the City, yeah. which at the time. Was before the internet. Yeah, it was. And, uh, so, yeah, you didn't know the word influencer, right? At that no, point. but, no, but I we felt knew, that was the most right. influential TV show, and that's why I targeted that show. For women in our demo. That no, would, for the coolness factor. That show was so it was. huge. It was and the Lori biggest said show. we got to get the gays to like it. I did. Because mm-hmm, there was a famous line on Sex and the City at the turn of the last century. I mean, like 2000. 2000. It was first the gays, then everybody else. Because Flowers. they were the early adapters. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way no, at all. It was just the way. Know the cool right, stuff they know the cool stuff. That's right. So, anyway, so you were yes, on to something. I, I, I was uh, targeting the influencer of, the 2000, of 2000. And like one. it. And it was before social media. And Joey would just say to me, you better get it on Sex in the City. And I'm like, I'm going to. I, well, only because. <laughs> I am going it. to. I don't know how, but we're going to get it. She did it. She did it. All right, listen, we come back. It's time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Lori. Hi, Julia. Hello. Hello. Let's get productive and talk some casting news coming okay. out of Hollywood U.S. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So we're getting a new limited series for Hulu that's going by the working title Pam and Tommy. This- oh, stop. <laughs> yeah. Is in Pamela Anderson? Yes. And Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. Yes. So sources tell Deadline.com that Lily James and Sebastian Stan are on board to play Pamela and Tommy, respectively. Okay. Lily James is so not... I mean, I guess with the makeup and they yep. can do her eyebrows, but why haven't they called Machine Gun Kelly? Well, right. He would be a far better Tommy right. Lee. Mike. And he acts already. We know that. And yeah. he was Tommy Lee in he the was. dirt on well, Netflix. He, just, he already played it. But they should just suck with him. <laughs> People usually don't do an Elvis biopic and then do another one and have the same guy do it. Who's the guy was again? perfect, though. Sebastian yeah. Stan. Oh, I know that is. All right. Well, they're going to have to do a lot. Uh, I don't know. Well, so this is going to be about that tape and how it was stolen. And eventually it was the big first celebrity sex tape. Seth Rogen is on board to play the guy who stole the tape. And the guy who directed the movie, I, Tanya is going to be directing this limited series. We know Sebastian from Gossip Girl. Oh, he's so Clean cut. I just, they are, I don't know how they Tommy him. Stan. Stan. Well, I feel like, you know, underneath all of the tattoos and the hair and stuff, Tommy Lee could probably be a very clean cut, handsome looking guy. Well, this guy, this guy could dirty up. I feel it. Yeah. I feel like he could dirty up. Okay. So. Well, mm -hmm. James Franco was originally going to try and be directed and star in this. Yeah, but we're not. Frank James Franco isn't really uh, around much these days. So, mm-hmm. uh, the project moving forward there over on Hulu. Other big casting news this afternoon: the Whitney Houston biopic has found their Whitney Houston. It's actress Naomi Ackie. She is in the lead role, and apparently, it took about a year to decide uh, Naomi for this role. And Clive Davis, of course, the mentor of Whitney Houston, and one of the film's producers says Naomi Ackie's screen test was so powerful it sent shivers up my spine wow and saying naomi's extraordinary acting rage enables her to masterfully capture capture whitney's unique charm so uh, you might know naomi she was uh she won a bafta for her role in the netflix uh show the end of the bleeping world she's also in star wars the rise of skywalker she's oh lori that's how you know her (laughs) (laughs) and she's also currently featured in steve mcqueen's anthology anthology series over on amazon called small acts Oh, yep. are you liking that? Did you watch more than one? I watched the first, first one. one. Yeah, a friend watched it and said it's really intense. It's intense. It's mm-hmm. it's it's quite wonderful. It's it's masterfully done. So it's but, five films kind of thing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. five films. So don't go into it thinking that you're going to watch a TV episode because that first one is about it's a feature length film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. There's your Whitney Houston. A little update from Capitol Hill, courtesy of Senator Amy Klobuchar on the Save Our Stages Act. Okay, tell us. Well, she's talking to Variety.com. We don't really have a lot of details all she's saying is that she's feeling optimistic about some version of save our stages passing that's all part of the overall big bill that they're trying the restaurant act and the save our stages is in this big huge second round of 
pandemic relief. That's, so they're probably going back and forth on how much money to who, where, what, and when. Oh. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. You know, uh, Amy Klobuchar saying that Save Our Stages has made it this far because of its bipartisan support. And she was talking about during these negotiations how people were talking about the music that they loved from Merle Haggard to Prince. She said it was a real team effort. And uh, the money of Save Our Stages, she said, would be about 1% of the total $900 billion mm-hmm. package uh, that uh, Congress is working on for COVID-19 relief. Yeah, it's okay. such a small amount compared to what it brings into, if you think of 2,000 venues that are like a First Avenue or right. a Bunkers or a Caboose all over the country. Right. What, I mean, it's just nothing. Same with the restaurants. But it would be something. It would be huge. Yes, it's yes. everything. It's the, it's the lifeline that businesses need. Yeah. And Amy Klobuchar said that uh, when asked, what can people do to help get Save Our Stages over okay. the finish line? She's saying uh, the old-fashioned way. Call your member of Congress. Mm-hmm. Make sure the Stages bill is included. They're taking calls and email and social media. It really makes a big difference. So, you know, dial up these people. Well, and Amy Klobuchar is one of our senators. So, mm-hmm. you know, give her a ringy-ding over there mm-hmm. on Capitol Hill. Tina Smith, too. But even contacting other senators from yeah. other states, like right. maybe Republican senators who might be dragging their feet on something like that, not realizing or not wanting to... Be- thinking it's a waste of money or something. I mean, damn it. Yeah, that's right. So really, just uh, power to the people. Help get Save Our Stages over the finish line. So oh, they're hacking out the details uh, about that bill over in Washington. Let's come back to Hollywood, where HBO Max is set to remove Chappelle's show from their service by the end of the year at Dave Chappelle's request. So Netflix already did this back in November. Now HBO Max is promising to remove the series at the end of the year. And that's because Dave Chappelle, he outlined this in his stand-up. He's like, the contract that I signed with Viacom CBS back in the day, I'm not getting any money from streaming services showing this show. So Yeah, that's not right. right. No? Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see. You know, we were talking about last week about HBO Max putting all their movies on streaming services and uh, the talent at Hollywood getting really upset about that. So I don't know what's going to happen, but a lot of these things I think are going to get renegotiated and we'll see kind of how this moves forward mm-hmm. with content. Uh, Jamila Jamil says bleep all celebrities. We just, we, we did. Okay, well, well what was the Hollywood speak yeah, on that? Then? I mean, well, there. She is very much always been a straight shooter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I think Julia did the good Hollywood speak on it. Was, I think we just realized that our celebrities that we put up on a pedestal for so long aren't that big of a deal. The real people are the frontline workers. The real people are scientists, our teachers, you know, mm-hmm. other people Yeah, deserve yeah. kudos because they do the real work. Right. So, the, yeah, and Jamila's like, look, I'm going to be done with all this by the time I'm 40. I'm going to become a therapist. I like that. Yeah. So I we'll, wonder if she'll Lori's do getting yeah. a PhD right now in yeah. therapy. Don't make any promises you don't want to keep to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, all. Duh. 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 This duh. is the study duh. of duh, duh. with noted duh. academic duh. journal skimmer, duh. Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah. Everyone knows that, Doi. Doi, oh my gosh, you guys. 
this study is from the 179th meeting of the Acoustical Society of America. Okay. <laughs> Say that that is a big pamphlet is putting it lightly. Okay, okay. tell us. But the interesting study, okay, do you, do you believe the, how many studies have we seen? You are what you eat, right? Oh, we right. were just talking I about know. this during the break, Rocco. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, so, uh, but scientists in the United Kingdom say, well, yes, you are what you eat. They say smell can help you determine how you feel. Oh. And their study, and I want to know if you think this is a okay. duh, they found that sniffing lemons or smelling lemon helps people feel thinner and smelling vanilla makes people feel thicker and heavier. Okay, this is so funny because, first of all... Why do vanilla candles outsell the the lemon candles? Hmm. Well, vanilla is, if we remember, if we go way back to our sniffing, Mm -hmm. vanilla, (laughs) vanilla is a scent men love. If yes. you remember, we've gone back over this. I mean, I feel like we could write these journals now. Yeah, I know. But, but vanilla, was... vanilla is a scent that men are attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when it, we first read that study <laughs> and I st- I put vanilla extract on her tongue. Be- uh, behind my ears <laughs> and on my wrists to see if Casey would be mm-hmm. more affectionate towards me. Right. But vanilla makes you thicker, but smelling lemons makes you... Feels skinnier. Okay, well, I put lemon. I think lemon is a joyous scent. Like if you were going for your your essential oils. I mean, look at all the household citrus. goods that smell like lemon and citrus. Because it feels fresh. It feels um, clean. Mm-hmm. It feels, I don't ever, I put it in my water. I don't know that I feel thin with lemon. I feel f- fresh and happy because it reminds me of sunshine and clean. Okay. And vanilla, I just had on my ice cream last night which i wasn't supposed to eat but i accidentally did yeah i pour vanilla extract on vanilla bean ice cream Wait. and and i did feel thicker when i was done eating it yeah because <laughs> well, i just ate it the researchers but that's interesting the researchers think that if they can fit some odors into wearable devices or interactive clothing it is a brain stimulation that holds these mental models of what your body appearance is. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. It got very very long. Yeah, but it was they're looking to see if they can influence this perception through technology and effective therapies for people with body perception disorders. Is what they're at the end of it all. Is well, what I remember for. at Garden of Eden years ago when they were on Grand Victoria. Um, I think they're just on a block now, but getting a citrus essential oil and I would put it under my nose for joy. Yeah. I mean, I just did it for joy. But the researchers think that if sound and smell got integrated in treating body image disorders Hmm. like bulimia and anorexia, that's what the end goal is for all of this. Okay, so I don't know. Huh? I just... I. Julia takes vanilla ice cream and then puts more vanilla on it? No, but if you put vanilla extract on it, it gets a hardened crust. I've never heard You of don't this. even know what I am. She is an ice... She has her you PhD. Have, you should call her Dr. Ice Cream. I don't should, care what anybody says. You have says. no idea mm-hmm. what I know how to do with ice cream. That's huh. right. Like, it's good. It's dirt. I mean, I can do anything with ice cream. Yeah. 
But have you ever put a hot sauce on ice cream? Lori, I make my own chocolate hot sauce. No, but hot like Tabasco. I've thought of it. Oh, you have. I've thought of it, but it only when we had the artisan um, chocolatier BJ, what's his McElrath. name, McElrath, on our show so many years ago, and he had first come out with chili pepper chocolate. Yeah. I thought that would work. Yeah. All right, we're moving on. I, I'm done with Dr. Ice But I'm going to tell people my, if, you use, if you just use a cap of vanilla extract, like the Mexican ice cream even, and put it on top of vanilla bean ice cream, it has this hardened crust. It's delicious. Yeah. I'm just saying. I should bring you some of my vanilla extract. I could use some Mexican vanilla extract. That's I don't I have any. I have some. But I'm just, yes, bring okay. it. All right, All next. right so... I don't know, good but luck there are with that. some. But there are some properties that I see. They're studying it. Okay, they're studying it. And if it had a dog involved, it would get through pass- yeah, faster. <laughs> exactly. Now, this is a study of duh that doesn't surprise me. Seventy-three percent of adults do not know what most of their organs do. So, uh, researchers uh, showed people a diagram of their digestive tract. And then said, can you point out what everything is? Hmm. What is the one thing you think everyone could find? Their stomach. Their intestines. Yeah. Yeah. Small and large. They can Mm -hmm. find their intestines in their stomach. I think gallbladder would be a tricky one for people. Pancreas. Bingo. Bingo. Those are the two. Yeah, those two are tricky. What do they really do? Where's bile made? Why do we need it? What's insulin's role? How would I mean biology for me was a long time ago and 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 when I dissected the cat my junior year of high school, I cannot remember anything. Oh, I was in anatomy. She was in in the olden days when they taught car driving in high school yeah right <laughs> no cat? yeah we dissected a cat in my anatomy class well yeah. i shouldn't yeah. say it like a sheep eye i wouldn't say i did it my lab partner uh. Ju- uh, julie baker had to probe the cat and kill it she did it she did it and i just cat is huge Lori. that you really did a cat oh like we had frogs well, like was three... it like skinned and yeah well no <laughs> we had to it was all you know i don't know she did everything she wanted to be a doctor so i just said i'll, I'll sit back and take notes. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing an excellent job look at how you handle that, that I, scalpel yeah but anyway this does not surprise me that 73 percent of people can't tell you what a Gal, you know, I think what they if you're do, interested in nutrition, if you're course. interested in if you're having bowel issues, <laughs> if you're interested in your brain, you will learn more about these things <laughs> right. as you need to. Okay. All right. That's one. Okay. Now this one, um, this study, I don't know if it really qualifies, but since Give it's it COVID related, half of Americans are mending fences with loved ones. During this holiday season. In other words, making up with people they've had political disagreements with. Well, why not? What yep. a perfect time. You've got time. 76% confess the pandemic has really put their priorities in perspective. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's one really, I feel like that's a big silver lining. Yep. Over half of Americans have broken a long silence and reached out to a family member or friend they've fallen out with. I wanted to do this, but people talked me out of it. 
I've revisited it millions of times. Yeah, someone you've fallen out with yeah. and you want to reach out to them. And but this I, time and I have, of pandemic I have, has I already made have, you. but I, mm-hmm. I keep wanting to keep doing it because it isn't resolved. I don't feel like, and I get there, I write it, yeah, and then I stop, yeah, because well, I don't know, because I, yep, it doesn't. I, I don't mean, know what my. I want something from it, mm-hmm. and that's I'm still in the wrong state. Yeah. Well, because you shouldn't expect anything from anybody else if you want to do your amends. That's true. And when you still have expectations, maybe for me, it's not the right time. Well, I don't know if that makes any sense. It's a long, detailed story. I don't know how duh has turned into you. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. For a personal therapy session, Dr. Ice Cream, but I'm trying to wrestle control <laughs> away from you. This is what happens during randoms. Right now. No one ever listens to what I'm talking yeah. about. But, uh, no, this seems like a duh that people 10 months into this would be like, yeah, this might be a perfect time, a perfect time to mend a fence with a brother, a sister, a parent, parent I mean, a cousin. A whatever. lot of people yes. fell out. Yeah, it would really be a good time because everybody's kind of at the same point of being with themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's it could true. be. Rocco, do you have any amends you need to make? I, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. I just have one and I've made amends, but it still isn't the right. I don't like the outcome. I've, uh, for me, I, I'm still avoiding this person, <laughs> but I do plan on reaching out okay. next week Yeah, and suggesting that maybe we keep in better contact. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You that's know, it's doable. And, it, and it's so, yeah, I think that's a duh. Yeah, yeah okay. Would, and that's a good duh. That is a good duh. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, we come back, everybody. we got to get to, um, well, I have a movie review. Um, if you're keeping a list of what things are you going to watch maybe the next couple of weeks, things okay. slow down for people who are working or you just need some new stuff. Someone told me today they've watched everything possible on Netflix, and I How said is that, that is not possible. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Yeah, but anyway, we'll, I've got a movie review when we come back. You know what? That's it, such it, a great show. It, it's beyond, it's, and Todd Peterson's going to be honest with us tomorrow at 3.30 so to good. talk about it. And Peter Weinstein. Um, Weinstein. Rothstein. Rothstein. <laughs> this show is so funny. Remember the first time we saw it, Larry? We were just like peeing our pants. He's so good. It's good. It's 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 taking apart the classic Christmas letter of Nor of the right. olden days, which we just got one from our girlfriend. Yeah, PBS. PBS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you read it? Yeah, it was a pretty good mm-hmm. one. This it, year. it really I was. It. I love those Christmas letters. Okay, so the uh, movie that I was going to tell you guys about it's okay. streaming on Amazon Prime right now, and it is called Sound of Metal. Oh, yes. And it stars Riz Ahmad, who was so great in The Night Of. Yes, love. That guy, that actor. And he is, um, and people also know him from uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And he's just absolutely phenomenal. He he plays this guy, Ruben, who's a drummer in a rock band that's, 
kind of metal slash punk. It's just the two of them, he and his girlfriend, and so much sound. And like you can see, you could see them playing at like Seventh Street entry, and they're in like a Airstream trailer, you know, driving across country with their basically, you know, their synthesizer microphone and all the and going from gig to gig. And they're just traveling across the country. They seem to be in love and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, like with any movie, you need something else going on to move it forward. And in this story, it's Ruben's loss of hearing. Mm-hmm. And it is, of course, you know, really go. It just deals with problems anyone would face if they lost their hearing. And it puts you right into the perspective. And his whole world is built around hearing being a drummer. Right. And, I mean, they are just, it's just really a, a good movie it sounds like it laurie yeah and it's like i think it's rated very highly on uh yeah it's one of the um top 10 i was reading some lists for the year of movies Mm -hmm. though because you know we're starting to get to that point where what are the best movies of 2020 definitely good he could be nominated he's just you can't take your eyes off him now he sat in the makeup chair to have tattoos put on <laughs> his body. Whereas, but there's a really, it's a really interesting thing, and I think too because we've never been more aware. At least I don't think I've never been more aware of people who don't who who can't hear than having watched all the people who sign for oh, yeah, the, governors the governors and, and different yes. things. And we've seen that in every kind of a thing. And it's fascinating. Like we learned about Governor Walz's signer. I can't think of her name right now, but somebody. He's completely it, deaf. deaf. And somebody is, is lip reading and signing to her so she can truly. But it, it makes them interesting. Uh, it just really makes you think. It's just a poignant, really yes. great movie. Yeah, really and if movie. you know anybody deaf or hard of hearing, it always is. is and and the tr- sound in the movie goes in and out constantly. Oh, interesting. To, so mimic kind of what he's experiencing. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, cool. uh, I uh, recommend that movie. Zsa uh, Zsa Gabor's house has been sold uh, for the third time since she's passed away. And Julia, it was. it's probably going to be torn down. It is. Probably. Well, it's probably on a beautiful piece of land. And well, some always... guy, some guy bought it uh, and left it empty for two years after the uh, what's his name left. Count von Unhol. Yes, left the house and um, the villa had been built by Howard Hughes, and it's on um, a one-acre lot in Bel Air, and so it was listed as it could be a tear down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. That's kind of sad. But do you, do you know anyone that still watches All American on the CW? Remember, it, we love that football show. Yeah, I watched it, and it's. I mean, it's not on right now. Oh, it isn't. Okay. No, it's so not you're on. Caught but, up like season three on and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it hold up? Yeah, I was in for the first season. Yeah, it it did. It kind of did. All I right. think I might have been in a, a CW. I was like, a, I had too many CW shows going on. Oh, I can't Nancy believe Drew you was, said that out loud. Nancy Drew is CW, coming back. If you're listening, Lori didn't mean it. Walker, it Texas Ranger is coming. <laughs> Jared Padalecki. <laughs> By the way, that house, Jaja's yes. house, that was the house that we saw in Liberace's 
fictional home in the biopic oh, yeah, 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 behind yeah, yeah, yeah. the candelabra. Yes, yes, yes. Which is just so funny great. with Rob Lowe and Michael a diamond Douglas. and precious metal mogul bought the house, Julia, for okay. a whopping. I mean, to tell you, uh, a lot sixteen of money. million, which was two million less than the asking price. Okay, do you think that we sleep too much to get things done? Because Dolly Parton, she starts her morning every day at three a.m. She gets her best work done between. Between 3 a.m. and 7 a.m. All that tells me is that she is, yeah, she's a a night owl. She's like my mom and my auntie and every other woman. Uh, A lot of women I know that are not sleepers, that they wake up at 3, 4 in the morning and they're productive. What time does Dolly go to bed? We don't, that's the part that we don't know because um, she cooks breakfast first, husband of 57 years. Um, She, first thing she does is say her prayers um, when she gets up, but... Really seriously, if to wake up at 3 a.m. and to work from 3 to 7 and then have a full day, she must go to bed at 7. It must be like a morning broadcaster's program um, schedule. Maybe. I couldn't do that. I woke up at 3 a.m. this morning. I'm like, where, where is, why where are was Casey feet in my face? Oh. Casey had flipped to the other end of the bed. And normally I get to see his nice, big, squished face. And I said, I said, he flipped all the way around. He flipped all the way around because he woke up at two in the morning and read and didn't want to wake me. He flipped to the other end of the bed. Nothing would wake me, as you know, at two in the morning. She's a vampire. (laughs) But they're up at night. So you're mummy. Whoever sleeps all night long. I was able to go out late. Yes, you were. Oh, those were the days. All right, everyone have a great night. It's Tuesday, December 15th. If you're keeping track at home, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, Rocco. Job done. Off you go.